This is the EVP Podcast. Guess what, everybody? It's the EVP Podcast, and we are your hosts. I'm Ghosty. I'm DVO. I think I'm Beaker. And this is episode 78. I hope you're ready and got your party pants on. Yeah. We're going to Camp Floyd, everybody. We're going to the party in the pants. (laughs) The pants party? The pants party. Yes. This is Utah's very first ghost town. Camp Floyd is? Camp Floyd. Ah. Frog City. Did you know? (laughs) Frog Frog City. (laughs) We had comments about our last episode. People liked the last episode. Good, because last it, episode was a good episode. Someone said it was one of our better episodes, and we did a very good job. It was very entertaining. Thank you. Thank you. Someone else loved the fact that we were able to reference American Horror Story and Seinfeld in that last episode. They must have missed and the Peter part. Peter Pan. The, yeah, I was going to say they missed the part where we referenced Peter Pan and Robin Hood. Yeah. All in we, the same we got a lot of that in that last episode. We did good, guys. We did good. <laughs> Patting ourselves on the back, because we're awesome. Okay, now talk about uh, okay, so last <laughs> night I went on an investigation to, to Camp, Floyd. Camp Floyd. So we're here in, so Camp Floyd's in Utah. What, yes. what city? Fairfield. Fairfield, Utah. We're right now recording in Riverton, Utah. Well, how long's the drive there? Uh, just over just over half an hour for me. But half an hour, and if you keep going like another five minutes, keep going, you're on the old Finger Bang Highway. Exactly. <laughs> right to Merker. Yeah, right to Merker. Just, just letting you guys know. Yep. Turn Geographically. Off. <laughs> you're right by the you're all off the old finger bang yeah you highway. actually got to turn off finger bang highway to get to get to camp Floyd. exactly it's like right at the beginning uh-huh <laughs> so what is it about frog city yeah what's frog city frog eye salad frog city i had frog eye salad yesterday that's, that's, gross. Gross. that's what they were do you hate yourself no it's delicious i don't know uh, why they called it that i do what, not know why city? frog eye salad was because there's little pebbles no that's tapioca why. balls look like frog eyes <laughs> ambrosia salad is better frog city Bro, it's the same thing, Ambrosia Frog Eyes Salad. No, no, it's different. Same, same. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was going to pull. I know because I'm City, fat. Uh, Fairfield. Fairfield. What are you looking up? Frog City. Frog See City. why they call I it Frog City. Oh. I asked him a difficult oh, I question. I could have done that. Sorry. Frog Town. Sorry. Frog Town. Frog Town. <laughs> Ribbit. Well, now why do they call it Frogtown? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah. So they Frog really psychedelic Fair, It was called Frogtown before Fairfield. So it was called Frogtown, and then it became Fairfield in 1861. Well, so, all right. So during this whole time, this was uh, called Frogtown, and it wasn't... So th- while this was all happening in... Uh, so Count Floyd... Um, I guess we get in, should get in the whole story about Probably. what happened. All right. So Camp Floyd was first named after the Secretary of War, John B. Floyd. Uh, and it's a former military post that housed the largest concentration of Army troops in the U.S. from 1858 to 1861. So uh, it was established in 1851 under the command of uh, Brigadier General Albert Sidney Johnston. And there were 3,500 troops, including cavalry, infantry, and artillery units consisting of approximately 400 buildings. And the army was sent to Camp Floyd by James Buchanan because of the threat of the alleged Mormon rebellion that was rumored to be brewing, uh, also referenced as the Utah War. Uh, Because Utah be trying to become its state, getting denied, only granting territory status, um, this is, you know, they kind of got mad about everything. So this, uh, the president, we'll get into this, they, they they called us a lot of things. They called this uh, Buchanan's blunder, uh, the Utah War, or the Utah Expedition. 
So, uh, do you know why? Do you want to get into more detail about why every they were sent there? About the whole Mormon war? Did you get a lot of details on that? Or I can keep going. You can keep going. All right, I'll keep going then. Yeah. So, uh, the whole Mormon religion was getting... Uh, attacked by a lot by americans and about the way they were trying to bring this religion up and they were killing them and so they were uh being attacked and they were they left to come towards salt lake or to, they found salt lake on their way to the west and uh so and then they said this is the place and they said this is the place so when brigham young first set foot on salt lake they're trying on, to get to uh, india right and they're like oh we're they're finding, <laughs> yeah, yeah, finding trying to find india faster trade routes to india <laughs> so on july 24th you all know that day pioneer day july 24th 1847 uh he said if they could just have 10 years of peace they would ask no odds of the devil or uncle sam and Exactly 10 years to the day, on July 24th of 1857, uh, Young received word that an American army was on its way to Utah Territory. 10 years to the day. Mm. So uh, Judge William Drummond, he was uh, one of the people that was sent to Utah that was working with Brigham Young and working with other uh, lawyers and all that, but, and they all answered to Brigham Young. Uh, he was lecturing like polygamous about how they lived their lives, and he was saying it was immoral and all this. And uh, he was with another judge, that, uh, George P. Styles and John F. Kinney, and they all ended up going back to uh, to to Washington D.C. and reporting that the Mormons were mean to them. And Those bastards! They're mean. <laughs> oh, they poked fun at me. But they were they were exaggerating. They said they were, they were exaggerating a lot of stuff. But I'm sure uh, they were pretty much getting run out of town. They were pretty much nobody was was listening to them. They were judges, and nobody was listening to them. <laughs> so they're like, uh, "This isn't how the law works. <laughs> um, we we still have law. You guys are trying to become a state, and yet you guys are. This is uh, uh, what is it called when the government's run by a uh, government uh, religion? Uh, the uh, the uh, da, 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 damn it, theocracy. Oh, yes. Yeah. So they're like, you're more of a theocracy instead of d- a democracy. <laughs> so uh, they ran back to Washington D.C. and was tattletaling, and uh, there was uh, so you know, so Washington D.C. decides, you know, that sounds like they are uh, gonna put up a fight. So. Uh, Let's see, the relationships ended up climaxing when the Utah lawyers broke into one he of the lawyers' offices. Yeah, you like that word, huh? <laughs> well, bef- when, the, when they ran, before they ran off to, to uh, Washington, D.C., uh, some of the people were protesting because Utah wasn't granted the, the state status and they just were a territory. So they broke in and to pretended to burn court documents and law books. And uh, that's when they were getting more scared to run out of town. They're getting run out of town that way. So they ran out of town, and uh, the president decided sending 2,500 troops would be a good solution to that. So uh, he sends one-third of the the Army's forces out to Camp Floyd, and they ended up marching from Kansas to Fort Bridger and ended up getting, uh, arriving in June of 1858 here towards Salt Lake and then came out to the Cedar Valley. And then construction was all done by November of 1858. And uh, during this time, uh, while they were still building all that in August, 
the Mormons sent Colonel Robert Burton and a Renaissance unit of 125 men east with orders. Um, let's see. Yeah, they they were doing a lot of stuff where they were messing with the with the troops, and they were trying to get them all scared. Uh, let's see what else they were doing. A, a lot of them. Oh, they ended up sending spies in, too. The Mormon militia ended up sending in spies. And they were hearing stories about how the Mormon, uh, or how the army was going to try to hang their leaders and and uh, rape their women and all that. So they went back to the uh, Brigham Young and told them all that, and they got more scared. But there was a lot of uh, bumping heads, but nobody shed blood with each other. Nobody fought. And... It ended up uh, being a bloodless war. So nobody wanted to really draw first blood. And uh, even though the Mormon rebellion never took place, the burden of everything, of supplying all this, was costly. Um, they actually think that uh, the Secretary of War, Floyd, was purposely, he deliberately ex was trying to exhaust the federal treasury. But... Uh, so here's what happened. President Buchanan, upset he can't have more than one wife, sends the army to kill the Mormons because they have more than one wife. <laughs> Not really. Do you know, like, so Fairfield, I just looked up, it's 46 miles or so south of Salt Lake. Back in the 1850s, like, that's kind of a long ways to oh, like, yeah. set up camp if you're going to be starting Horse, a war. Horses and walking. Right. It's like, we're going to fight these people 46 miles away. But even in a car right now, that's still kind of a, a, a distance. I can look it up. You can. It's about an over a little bit over an hour, I think, from Salt Lake. But uh, the troops ended up exiting about July of 1861. And they all had to go back to... Uh, they got called back because the Civil War started. And uh, Abraham, Abraham Lincoln called for it to get pretty much demolished. So that whole place went from 7,000 residents to just 18 families. Ended up being Utah's first ghost town in the 1800s. It would be a 15-hour walk. 15-hour <clears throat> walk? Mm -hmm. So they could get there in a day. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, from Camp Floyd to Salt Lake City would be a 15-hour walk. It seems like it would take longer than that. It's a pretty long time. It is a long time. <laughs> That's still a long time. Like, okay, we're going to go fight this war. Let's set up 15 hours away. Yes, it's 42 <laughs> miles. So, with that being... And that's on paved roads, by the way. So, this place Back was then. a huge boom in town. This was, like, Utah's third largest city at this time. And it all just kind of blew up real quick. Just because... It, and it wasn't even, like, Utah residents. It just... <laughs> the whole army just came in. So uh, they were only there for just over three years and gone, uh, just with the 18 families being left over after all that. And so I don't really understand either why it was, uh, why would it be haunted? They have a cemetery there, but uh, there was reports of a floating dress. Somebody was reporting a floating dress there. Yeah. Like, like paranormal? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, like, is, a, a, like a dress just floating in midair by itself. Like, I don't know if, like, someone they, they was wearing the dress. Blown or... off of a clothesline after being washed? And the wind no, I think it was inside off. the stagecoach. And so all that's left after everything's been demolished, 
uh, all, the only thing that's left now is the Stagecoach Inn, and that's along the Pony Express Highway. It's still there. It's Pony, Pony Express Trail. And so that's a famous, that was a famous stop to stop there. Uh, that still exists as well as the schoolhouse. And that's just a block down and half a block up. So uh, you had to go for a walk in the middle of the night <laughs> to get from I one place the, to the other. I uh, think one building used to be the commissary too. Like the so that the building that is the museum, that yeah. is the old commissary building, and that was further back and got brought close to the street. So we, on, our, on our episode of uh, Merker Cemetery, did we talk about that? that was like a huge little boom town as well for a short time? Yeah. Yeah. And so f- from Fairfield, Camp Floyd to Merker is about a four and a half hour walk. Just saying. Probably a lot quicker on horseback. Yeah. Right, right. So I wonder if, uh, like, you were just saying on Fairfield, were they open around the same time? Because that could have been pretty significant, actually. Yeah, but with this being more of an army base or camp, yeah. I don't think people could, okay, could be mingling. Yeah. Mingling, got it. But I'm sure people from there could go over to Merker. Yeah. But they don't got the horses for that. Uh, but, yeah, so I was intrigued by this place, wondering, you know, it's old. And I, I actually remember our dad took us there when, uh, not took me, uh, when I got this gold detector, metal detector. He wanted to go out there and check stuff out. And so we were out there looking around with this metal detector. Uh, but then when I went out there, at Oliver, I remembered all that. I was like, oh, I remember this place. What did you discover with your metal detector? Just like gun casings, <laughs> nothing cool. But like <laughs> recent gun casings. Yeah, yeah, nothing from. I guess they've nothing dug. They've dug, they've dug everything out year a long time ago. Oh, uh, they've and it's all in the museum. A lot of the stuff they found were like buttons and like pipes, um, utensils. Okay. Uh, some of those, yeah, those are the things that they've they have in the museum showing uh, that they dug up. Merker. Um... It was actually about nine years after they left, 1870. Uh, oh, it was after? Mm-hmm. Okay. 1870. Crazy. And probably because it was a, a, for a while, it looks like Fairfield was pretty large. Frog town. Uh, for, for the area. So it sounds like they were like, hey, what else is around here? Oh, there's there's silver in these hills. Yes. <laughs> yeah, all those, the ochre and copper already, the claims all up and down the hills. Yeah, we got to get that stuff. So if this was a bloodless <laughs> war, what makes it potential for hauntings? That, um, that's also, you know, who knows? I, I guess some of the things left behind, there could be uh, some people just might have enjoyed their time there and stuck around. There could have been some deaths, accidental deaths, not really related to war, but... Well, you got to think, this is also probably Native American land at one point. mm uh, so, I mean, True. you don't necessarily mountains. have to have someone that has died there for it to be haunted. Uh, reasons why places are haunted. One is like, it's a familiar place to someone. Maybe it was someone somewhere they really enjoyed when they were alive. So that's why they go back there. You also have to know, like right across the street from the stagecoach in is the cemetery. Yeah. So also, it's possible for spirits to wander over from there. I knew, remember, I've only been there once. It was about eight years ago. I do remember there was a Native American spirit in the Stagecoach Inn. Huh. So. There was, uh, the Stagecoach Inn also stayed uh, in business till about the mid-1900s. So it passed on through generations of the family. The same family owned it, and they lived and probably died in there. And Mark Twain, so Mark Twain stayed in one of these rooms, so they have a plaque. What was he doing here? 
going down the finger bang highway yeah pony <laughs> express <laughs> highway um he, i guess he had a he wrote a book uh wait he, what no way yeah you Mark, wouldn't believe dude, this Mark you Dane. wouldn't believe this I this guy wrote Mark, a book he wrote a book <laughs> was no, it he famous went, no it wasn't no this was not a famous book oh, and okay. you can't even find this book anymore but I think it had to do it had to do with like him going out expl- uh, going exploring along the wild west and I guess it was removed from the shelves because it wasn't very politically correct. Okay. But uh so yeah, you can't even find this book anymore. And we got a sense of that stuff from the 1800s. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So uh get rid of history. But in that room that he stayed in there's a there's a hole in the wall where somebody not shooting at somebody was cleaning their gun. Gun went off and went through a couple walls, and this one wall they left the hole there, so you can still see the non-life killing bullet hole. Well, if you drive through like Cedar Valley and Fairfield today, if you drive through there today, it does look like an abandoned town still. But people live there. But like you drive by a gas station and it's abandoned. But it's you know it's a gas station. It's been around. It was open a year ago. Oh, well, I've, there's a couple there. I stopped there uh-huh. a year ago, and I walked in there, and it was weird as shit. Like why? Uh, there was, the shelves were damn near empty, uh-huh. and there was maybe like four things on there. It looked like <laughs> like it was ransacked, and everybody took everything. Or like, zombie apocalypse. The zombie, that's exactly what I was going to say it looked like. <laughs> a zombie apocalypse came through, and somehow they were still open, like... Like they, the feed, like they were going to feed on my brains. Like I walked in, it was like a trap. <laughs> They're going to lock me in and then suck my brains out through my ears. <laughs> like you were filling up gas, your gas there, and then went walked. No, I, I think I needed a pee or something. Okay, and because uh, I was going around the long way to Tooele, uh-huh. and yeah, I think I stopped there, and I was like, I don't get a drink and pee here. <clears throat> and then the fridge got open. There was like. Two Gatorades and like I think whatever they were gonna eat for lunch was in there. <laughs> Their own lunch, yeah. Was there. Was the like, employees, yeah. I, was I, like, I don't know why they went out of business. <laughs> it was the st- weirdest shit. <laughs> Couldn't have been COVID. Yeah, I was like this. This is like a, a Texas, Texas Chainsaw Massacre type shit. Hills yeah, have it, eyes. Yeah, it it it's a, it's a little weird. It's a little <laughs> weird. And also out there, oh, there's a diner, isn't there? I don't know. There's a lot of interesting things that don't seem open, but maybe they are. <coughs> There's also an Amazon Fulfillment Center out there, just saying. <laughs> uh, Facebook, too. Or is it Facebook? Facebook, maybe I'm thinking of Facebook. and Tyson Chicken. Yeah. Facebook's out of, Facebook has headquarters right out there. Well, it's a, e- considered Eagle Mountain, closer to, the, to where those homes are. Shh. Don't take this from him. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I was wondering why this place was... Uh, considered haunted as well but yeah it's, it makes sense you know the stage coach in having uh, a lot of families passing away there possibly i mean it, it's a rural area i guess you could say it's you can consider that a pretty rural area even though it's only you know 30 minutes away from the suburbs still a pretty rural area so it's pretty quiet so if there's a cemetery there and spirits around they might just kind of like the peace and quiet so they just wander around because it's it's abandoned because like, nothing happens there now, right? Camp Floyd, Stagecoach Inn, nothing's happening there right now. No, yeah, it's not, there's it's not houses around there. Um, the, but they're open for, it's a state park. Because it's a museum. It's yeah, a, it's, it's a, a museum. And so it's open. You can go there and tour it, walk through. Is there, like, just for people listening or watching, is, is there anything cool there at the state park? What's um, there? Playground or? 
they do reenactments there. They do war oh. reenactments there. So there's certain times times of the year to to check that out to to see what's happening. And I would say maybe that would trigger something, but again, bloodless war. So probably reenactments might not trigger anything. Yeah, you never know. Um, what else goes on there? I think it's reenactments. Of people saying, "No, stop it! I'm telling." They're like, "You stop it! <laughs> you, you start a fight! No, I'm not going to start a fight. You, you start drop a fight. first blood. No, I'm you drop first blood." Mom. So uh, I'm telling the president. <laughs> go home and or tell I'll my tell president. Brigham Young. Like <laughs> old Porter Rockwell on you. Yeah, but there does seem to be people that get a lot of activity at the schoolhouse. Okay. And then at the stagecoach in. So when I try to investigate the schoolhouse, there just was too many people in there at the same time. And everybody's got their own equipment running and trying to do stuff. And it's just like one big room like this and all these people running equipment all over the same room. Yeah. So if you've you've been to Benson Grist Mill, you've seen a little schoolhouse there. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like that, but... Maybe four like, times bigger. Yeah. It's a lot. It probably holds maybe 30 people, 30 okay. students, maybe more. And then there's like a hallway that goes around it on the outside, on both the sides. And then there's a bell tower. Okay. So it seemed a little overcrowded to investigate. So it would be better if it was just like one team investigating at a time in there where you could actually sit in the quiet. And people can rent it out to investigate. Yeah. Yeah. So So if someone wants to investigate and rent it out, maybe share the prices with everybody. I don't have those on hand. Okay, so it's $100 per building, mm-hmm. and then it's $50 an hour for an employee to be there. Yep. So, so the, the I owners... I don't remember the, that off the top of my head. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I remember things. So the owners, uh, I believe back in 2008 is when they opened it up. They, they, were, they were hearing things about people saying that the place was haunted. So they brought in some paranormal investigators to check it out, collect evidence, and, and figure out if it was haunted or not. Um, they will not confirm nor will they deny that there are spirits there, but they've sort of embraced it. And that's, I think in 2008 is, I think is when they opened it up for public investigations and they've been doing it ever since because it gives like, you know, people are way interested in the paranormal. Obviously you are, or you wouldn't be listening to us. Um, but it's, it's, uh, they just kind of embraced it and they're like, you know, let's roll with this. So I I might have video still somewhere. I'd have to find it on Facebook. But when I was there, I actually got a voice in the schoolhouse. It's like a little girl uh, saying something. It's very quiet, so it's not like the best. It's it's definitely a Class C EVP. But I would like to go back there to investigate when it's quiet and there isn't there isn't all these people there. See, I got lucky. Um, when we went in the schoolhouse, there was only like four of us. See, that's perfect. That would be perfect. Even if there was. I don't know. I would say even two teams at the same time would be too much. But yeah, one team in there at a time would be perfect to to really get like the quietness to to really try to investigate. So here, so you can investigate two buildings. Is that correct? Then yeah, yeah. So you got the stagecoach in. Okay, so the stagecoach. You've got the schoolhouse. How many levels is the stagecoach? Two in? levels. Two levels. And you have the whole building, or yeah, and you much. go in the rooms. They're no, all open. No, no, there's a roped off path like. A lot of the entrances to the rooms are roped off, so you cannot go into the rooms. To but where you can, can you go, go to the you can go to the entrance of the room. The rooms are open, and you can like lean in. Okay, so they have all pass. roped off. Yeah, so you you cannot go into the threshold of the door, but you can lean into the room. You just oh, can't okay. walk in. And then because the they have them like with the old furniture and stuff too. Yeah. When, so when I went, they actually let us go into a couple of the rooms. 
Yeah, these. But that, like I said, it was eight years ago. So yeah, I think people probably ruined it. Probably. So <laughs> and then the other place is the schoolhouse. Yeah. Yeah. So man. let's let's start. Where, where do you want to talk about? You want to talk about the stage coach in? So yeah, the schoolhouse. I like I said, I didn't really get investigate that. And then it was Baker, just too did you crowded. Investigate it. The schoolhouse. Yes. Yeah. And you remember anything about it? Um, I remember kind of feeling like there was something in the, the bell tower, like watching us, like there was a kid up there or something. There's a bell tower? Yes. Ah, I can imagine the schoolhouse now. It's pretty creepy looking. Is um, it, was it white? I, no, no, it's, it's red. That's going to be my second guess. It's, it's, <laughs> it's brownish. It's brownish. I like, I have so many photos of it on my computer at home. I don't know if I actually have any spirits or anything in those photos, but it was dark already when I got there, so I was trying to get some. So when I did it, it was it was still daytime when I did the schoolhouse, and this is actually the first investigation I ever went on with my old paranormal team. Um, it was for a paranormal convention that was going on. And okay, maybe hold to the camera. So stone, yeah. I imagine it being wood. Nope. Like like so, the like the little books I read as yeah, a child. Everything was made of Adobe bricks. I'll have to oh, go okay. through my photos on my computer and see if I've got some good ones. That so the uh, that was I guess the army coming to Utah. They also said was a good thing for the Mormons that lived here to make money on them. So like one of the things they were doing were when they built all these four hundred structures, uh, they were using Adobe bricks and they were building these bricks for them to build the things with for at a penny a brick. Okay. A lot of bricks. Yeah. All right. So, so schoolhouse. Not not much for either of you in the schoolhouse. Do you remember? So, bigger. You said you felt the presence. You don't really remember getting evidence. Well, like I said, I have a class C. Oh, that EVP. happened inside the. That was in the schoolhouse. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember so, what it said? No, I'll have to go find it, and I, I'll I'll find it and see if I can like maybe enhance the audio, and I'll I can put it up on social media. But okay. Um, I know it's on my Facebook somewhere. But I don't think the audio is that great. Um, you didn't get anything in the schoolhouse? So no, yeah, no, I didn't really. There was this constant pe- people were just talking the whole time. Yeah, uh, you can't get and catch people. Evidence people there. are walking in and out. Even like even when you're trying not to disturb anybody and you're walking and being quiet, you're being loud as shit, not realizing it. Okay. Um, so yeah, going. But what I did is after the tour, I went right back to the beginning of this stagecoach inn, and I felt a presence that. Right when you walk in, there's the first room to the right. There's okay. two rooms when you walk in. We're kind of walking in this little lobby area, uh-huh. and then there's two bedrooms. Uh, to the right, at the beginning of the tour, right away I was drawn to that room. And then the guy guiding it had said there was something in there. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, cool. Uh, but anyways. They say I, much about it? Like what they think or they, who they, they think it is? They said that there was a uh, uh, Native American, and they think that there was oh, also like a little boy. But what I picked up on in there was a woman. Hmm. I was picking up on a woman's spirit. But what I was able to do was it was interacting with a K2. So the K2 was going off. Remind people that if they don't know what a K2 is. It's an EMF detector, and it has a green light. That means that there's zero EMF, and it goes uh, five lights up to red. Red meaning that the EMF is really high. So... As I'm using it, it's you know green because there's nothing there, and I'm kind of moving around. And so it shouldn't change colors at all. Because, uh, yeah, there's no EMF there. And then I was starting to get interaction with it. It started going off. So then I started filming, and it was constantly giving me answers. It was, it was interacting with me. And I got about a good 10 minutes of interaction with it. 
And towards the end of it, I was kind of uh, like, okay, you know, just saying bye, just want to say bye to you. And then it was going to red. And I was like, hey, let's see if you'll walk out this, follow, fo- you know, follow me out here. And I was, as I'd walk away, it would kind of fade to green. And then I'd pause and it would start lighting up again. And I could catch mm-hmm. up. And I'd walk away a little bit and it would keep doing that. And then uh, when I got to the middle of the lobby, so I walked away from the main, the, the doorway to the room it was in and walked about a good 15, 20 feet away from that. And as I was standing there, some another couple walked into there, walked into the stagecoach in, and the moment they walked in, interaction was gone. Ah, they scared them away. Yeah, but yeah, you felt it was a, like, you felt it was a young girl. That's what I was feeling like. I feeling like I was interacting with a with a woman. A woman. With, yeah. Okay. But you know, from what they said, is that there's a Native American spirit there. And so, did you ask questions? Did you were getting like? Uh, Responses. I was trying to see if it was a nurse, like if it was an old nurse. But that was your guess? That was my thought, but no, I, I didn't get any, like, a lot of interaction on that. I didn't really go into detail about all that. Okay. So that's the inside of the schoolhouse. Hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. I don't know how good this is. Let me turn the... Let's see. All the way up. Okay, hold on. It's very quiet at the end. Yeah. But like I said, this is one I first started investigating eight years ago. And I just had a, a video camera set up at the front, like where the teacher would be. Um, I can't remember what I was asking, but you can. it's very faint at the end. Mm-hmm. So I can, let me play it. Would, real quick, do you remember how people were in the room with you? Like maybe you could give some background to it. So there was four of us. Okay. It was Brandy, mm-hmm. myself, um, Castle, who used to run the old team with us. And then one other random person. Okay. So there's only four of us. All right. And you guys are all, I don't see anybody in the videos. So looks like you're all so we're the actually, same place. We're actually behind the camera. Okay. And all four of you are behind the camera. Yep. And you're asking the question. Everyone's quiet. Yep. Okay. Except for the person asking the question. You kind of hear a whisper yeah. right at the telling. Do you, do you guys hear that at the time or no? No. Oh, interesting. No. Okay. So that's like the only, that's my evidence from like eight years ago. Okay. Um, I do have some pictures that when I thought orbs were a thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Of uh, Camp Floyd, but it was kind of interesting because you see it on one, in one picture it's like in one spot and the next picture it's in the next spot, but I don't know if it's actual Too like, hard to spirit tell. energy. Yeah. Because, you know, this is when I was like, orbs are cool. Yay, orbs. <laughs> I thought orbs were cool too until I watched a, a a show and they were like can you see my great grandmother's face in that no <laughs> no what are you talking about <laughs> there's no faces in there you know orb get out of here <laughs> that's why i was like i don't know about these things so did you have much interact uh, interaction with the uh the woman besides that k2 no other than that that was it okay but i did have uh I did meet a couple guys there that did get a... Sorry about that. I did meet a couple guys there that got a couple EVPs. And so they sent over this EVP for me. So this was... Uh, yeah, they sent, they sent two. And the first one we were listening to... Uh, it's hard to tell, right? Yeah, it was, just, there was, it was in the stagecoach in. And like I said... Uh, well, I didn't say this, but it was it's creaky in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so even in part of the house, if you're in part of the house, you can hear 
people walking around in another part just with how loud it is. Well, you said that it is two floors, so I think these guys were on the bottom floor. Yeah, so it's, so it's uh, possible someone was walking above no, them. No, not this one. This one was in this, the schoolhouse. No. Okay, this was in the schoolhouse. Yeah, this one's in the schoolhouse. Oh, this is the second one. Yeah, this is the no, second but, one. But we're talking about the first one right now. Okay. So the first one we were saying, they seen evidence, but... Well, he's got this one pulled up. So yeah, yeah, so this is the one I have pulled up. This, this is the one I have pulled up. I know, but I'm just saying, the other, we're not playing the first one because it's hard it, to tell. It's, yeah, you don't really, I didn't hear anything. Personally, I didn't hear anything. I could hear something, but it is hard to tell because there are things going on where there are people walking around. It could be them walking around. It could be the, them talking. It could be the floor. Yeah. Uh, it could be them opening doors or, you know, it could be a yeah. lot of things. Like Too we, much. We, we hear something, you can't tell, so we're going to say, nah, scratch it. But I like but this one another cause, one because this one, they're alone. It's just these two guys, uh, and, they and they're in the schoolhouse. You D and C paranormal. Oh, yeah. D and C paranormal. And they're in the schoolhouse at this time, and they ask what their name if they can say their name, and then you hear something respond. They don't okay. hear it at the time, but they hear it on the playback. So, check this out. Can you tell us your name? So you can hear something whispering yeah, do it again. as a response. Can you tell us your name? Can you turn up any louder? Because it might be loud for us in the headphones, but it might be good for the listeners. Okay. Can you tell us your name? I hear S sound. Yeah, there's a there's a few syllables in there. Yeah, I'm hearing I'm hearing three syllables now. So when I, I first heard that, I, I heard two syllables. Now I'm hearing three, because you both think you both hear is three. Yeah, I heard three. It it, it definitely starts with an S. I hear an S sound. In fact, when I first heard it, before we said anything, as soon as I heard it come across, I thought I heard the name Stephen. That's just me, though. So I wonder if maybe some of the the, the hauntings at the schoolhouse may be just residual, or if they're spirits of other people from the town that just walked in there and hang out. Who knows? Yeah, you guys have any guesses what you you think it's saying? I think it's saying a name, but it's 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 too breathy and it's too hard to make out the actual vowels. And this is yeah. a, this is a class C EVP. Um, you can hear the syllables. To me, it sounds like they're saying their first and last name, but mm-hmm. I can't make out exactly what they're saying. Maybe one more time. It was pretty good. It's pretty good. So you hear these guys. In fact, this is a three-minute oh, yeah. audio clip that we that you were sent. And uh, they didn't say anything to us. But they said, hey, listen to these EVPs. We get a three-minute clip. We're like, oh, I don't know if we're going to find this. And, wow, it kind of really stood out to us. Okay, here it is. Can you tell us your name? Yeah, it's hard to make out. Okay, one more time. Can you tell us your name? It's hard, it's hard to make out, but it, it is. that's definitely a voice coming through. One, it's it's about the same volume as the one that I played. Right, 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 It's right. very faint, so it's possible. And the he, they spirit. were just using a, an iPhone. Okay. So I think if they had a better oh, the uh, voice recorder on the on a yeah, iPhone. Yeah, got it. Got um, it. And mine was just the the a phone itself too. Right? No, it was a it was a Sony Handycam. Oh, okay. So oh, it the was camera. Just, it was camera. just a microphone off of the camcorder. Got it. So yeah, the only evidence I recorded was. Uh, just the interaction I was getting with the K two, uh, the other parts of the of that of the stagecoach in I was trying to investigate. Other people would be walking through, and yeah, you it automatically just messes with whatever you're got trying it. to do, and you're Makes on a sense. pathway. And if people are going to walk through, especially with the new flux that I got, if you 
mess with that. Uh, if you get close to it, it's going to set it off. Yeah, so, it would be the same with the millimeter. Mm-hmm. So it was it was a little too much with that many people going through. So if you had one team at the stagecoach in, one team at the schoolhouse, and then switch, that would that would that would be a good way to do it. Well, DNC Paranormal, thanks for sharing that EVP. That, that was that was a really good EVP. I mean, it's hard to make out, but it, it's good evidence, I think. Yeah, that was you know that just happened last night. So yeah. being able to pull that out that quick, you know. Did you sense anything while you were in the schoolhouse? No, I did not. Okay. Not at all. I felt more like there was things outside than there were inside. Okay. But, you know, you could have been there, felt that, and then as you left, maybe something entered when you left, you know, because they didn't like you. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, like, <laughs> normal. That's normal. <laughs> He's telling stories guy. again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, but, yeah, that was pretty much it for Camp Floyd. I, I mean, I think there's, there's spirits there, not that many that are active. Um, I wouldn't say it's like super haunted, but I think it would be more, uh, I think it would be better to do with a smaller group. Like I was saying. Yes, definitely best with a small group. Um, it's also a great beginner investigation. If you've never been on an investigation before, there's nothing too crazy there. Nothing like really dark or negative there. So. It's a good place to go and kind of learn how to investigate. Most likely, some just some of the town people that lived there before. Most yeah. likely, yeah, it makes sense. Or some residuals. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, that was it for Camp Floyd, and uh, we'll be back next week with a new adventure and a, and a new place. Sound good, guys? Sounds good. All right, uh, go see. Don't play that. Peace out, butterflies. Hi, silver away. This is the EVP podcast. <laughs>